What is atheism? A lack of a belief in God or belief that no God exists? You are listening to Creation Talk, a creation.com podcast, proclaiming the truth to honor the creator while providing credible answers. Hi there, I'm Keaton Halley, and joining me today on the program is Dr. Jonathan Sarfati. G'day, everyone. Hey, Jono. Let's talk about this question of the definition of atheism. In the last, I think it's maybe a decade or so, um, a lot of atheists have been part of a movement to sort of redefine the term. Why don't you tell us historically what has it meant and what's the definition that they're now giving? You can go to philosophical dictionaries of not that long ago, and uh, they would say that atheism affirms the non-existence of God. It's an active disbelief in yeah. God, an active belief in, in God's non-existence. Uh, but now you've got some revisionism going on saying that atheism is just a lack of belief in God. That's quite a big difference. Yeah. Why do you think the reason for the change? Because they kept on losing arguments. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, uh, if, if, uh, if it's there the usual definition, then the burden of proof is on them to show their conclusion is right. But if they just say it's a lack of belief, then they uh, try to shift the burden of proof onto us to give positive evidence while they don't have to give any evidence for their own position. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, that it, it seems um, almost like a a cheap move, a shifting of the goalpost to avoid having to actually give reasons for the view that they hold, which, of course, many of them do believe that that God doesn't exist. This is mm. why they uh, argue that way in debates and write books on the subject and so forth. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, trouble to go to uh, just for a lack of belief. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah, have to exactly. uh, give uh, reasons for my lack of belief in Santa Claus mm. or, or green cheese on the moon or whatever it is. I mean, <laughs> and the thing is, I mean, they used to talk about agnosticism, which is I don't know, mm. or strong agnosticism, which is no one can know, which right. is what... Uh, T.H. Huxley, Darwin's bulldog, invented that term, and that's how he meant to use it. Yeah, so, now, so that, like yeah. there was already a term in existence for somebody who lacked belief in God. It, yeah. Agnosticism better fits that bill. Right. Whereas now it's almost like we don't have a word for someone who denies God's existence. Oh, I can think of words like anti-theist, someone who's actually against <laughs> the idea of theism. Yeah. That's anti-theism. Or I'd actually say misotheism. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the one who invented that, unfortunately. I did think of it independently. And what does that one mean? That means God-hatred. Okay. God yeah. haters. Yeah. Uh, I've also used the word atheopath, a pathological promotion of atheism and hatred of theism. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, so you fair can enough. Use words. But of course, most atheists wouldn't describe themselves in that way. So, um, although I have heard some use the term anti-theist of themselves. <laughs> I think uh, Lawrence Krauss is one of those, the, mm-hmm. the cosmologist, cosmogonist. Yeah, yeah. I think he says he's an anti-theist, but it's the atheist's own fault for trying to uh, redefine when they're losing, and therefore, what choice we have but to try and, and define, sorry, what choice we have but to try and find a word that describes what we're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, good point. Uh, well, it seems to me that if you abandon the traditional definition of atheism, then you've got this problem where, ironically, almost theism and atheism could both be true at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's true, isn't it? Goodness. Because the, the new definition doesn't refer to belief in God per se, but just to the, the psych, sort of psychological state of the so-called atheist. Um, so I what like I mean, your belief. It, there could be a God, but I just like belief in this God. Yeah, yes. exactly. So, yeah, okay. of course, if God exists, then theism would be true. And if someone lacks belief in that God, then... Mm. Theism could still be true. true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Both to be true. It's yeah. a reductio ad absurdum position uh, of that redefinition. Yeah, exactly. The atheists have to make certain assumptions. They, they have certain th- 
propositions they have to believe. They have to believe that something can come into existence from nothing. Yeah. They got no proof or evidence or even uh, any evidence that's a rational position to hold that something can come from nothing uncaused because if it doesn't exist, it can't cause anything. Mm. So nothing can't do anything. It can't cause anything. Okay. Yeah. And I think what you're saying basically is that um, although atheists are now claiming that they merely lack belief, mm -hmm. they actually do positively affirm a number of propositions mm. about how the universe and living things came to be and, oh, and yeah. so forth. They have no evidence for the idea that life came from non-living chemicals. That's the topic of another podcast, but no evidence whatsoever. In fact, the yeah. evidence is very much against it, but they have to believe it because of their belief system. That's mm -hmm. a, a positive thing they have to believe, right? Yeah, exactly. It opens them up then to uh, the criticisms that creationists and others make of their, their worldview commitments. And it is a worldview commitment. That uh, makes no mistake about that. Yeah, absolutely. John, what are some of the other things that uh, all atheists well, or mean, most atheists believe? Because I think there's some things that you, you are actually quite interested in yourself about the idea of rationality. Where did rationality come from? If there's right. no, well, look, Christians believe that God is the Logos. Jesus is called the Logos. We're creating God's image, therefore, we should be logical. If we're the rearranged pond scum, or as Darwin said, his brain's just an evolved monkey brain, why should you trust it's why should he trust his own thoughts yeah. if it's just evolved monkey brain thoughts? Yeah. And this is a problem that C. S. Lewis recognized, and you're right, I've written about it some myself, that mm. um why in an evolutionary universe would you expect um human beings to emerge that have this capacity for reason? If ultimately everything that's going on in our brains boils down to the laws of physics and chemistry. Yeah. Um, non-rational processes, if you will, then mm -hmm. where does rationality yeah, I mean, come why in? Why do they even call themselves free thinkers? Because of the, the atoms in the brain are obeying the fixed laws of chemistry. They can't help what they think. They're yeah. not really free thinkers under their own belief system. Yeah. And, and the, the rejoinder, of mm. course, typically is that, well, can't natural selection favor those with uh, slightly you know, better powers of reasoning and so forth and eventually uh -huh. give you something like the human mind. But I think the problem is there that natural selection really is differential reproduction. It selects for, for reproductive success. I mean, you could think something really stupid and illogical and untrue if you leave more offspring because of that belief. That's what natural selection will tell you. Yeah, it's going to favor the, as many evolutionists themselves have pointed out, it's going to favor mm. behaviors. It's not trying to favor truth per se, and those don't necessarily coincide. You could have the right behaviors even mm. if you believe something that's radically false. Well, here's a problem for them is that if they believe even religious thinking is the part of evolution, they're admitting under their own position that illogical things like religion yeah. can be the result of selection. Therefore, they undermine their own belief system that selection produces logic or truth yeah. by their own attacks on religion as being an evolved phenomenon. Yes, you, you often find this when it suits their own purposes. They will admit that, essentially, that natural selection can favor things that they think are radically false, like Christianity. <laughs> yeah, uh, so where do they get, where they draw the line? Is it only evolution that's exempt from this belief that somehow random processes can produce a true belief system like evolution, they think? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, another area that we could talk about is um, morality. Atheists oftentimes make pronouncements about moral issues as well, don't they? Well, they do sometimes, and I think there's a, a pitfall for people to fall into is to say that atheists can't be moral, they can't be good people. Now, we don't actually say that. I don't think we right. do anyway. I mean, some of them were bad people, Stalin and Mao Zedong. I mean, last century was you know, 100 million people killed by atheistic governments. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, and, and we would say, you know, by God's standards, all are sinners. Mm-hmm. But the idea is, we're not claiming that every atheist, you know, can't be can't do something nice like give to charity or you know adopt a puppy. Or <laughs> some atheists of money. Where are the atheist charities? Well, yeah, true. Uh, some fair atheists enough. have actually said that. <laughs> you look on our website, you can find that uh, where they they're complaining about a lack of atheist charities. Yeah, but but the main argument that we're mm. going to emphasize here is this idea: not that atheists can't do good moral things, but the problem is. What's the foundation for morality in their own system? Can atheism provide the resources to give you an objective right and wrong? I mean, in case you're thinking that's just Christians setting up straw men from evolutionists, in fact, you can go to plenty of evolutionists who will say the same sort of thing, right? Yeah. What I find is they sort of talk out of both sides of their mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, people like Richard Dawkins will say, on the one hand, well, he he has all these strong statements Mm. about immoral things going on. Or creations of child abusers, basically. It's mental child abusers. Right. And he critiques the the God of the Old Testament for supposedly being immoral and these sorts of things. So he he seems to think there really is, there, there are things that are truly right and truly wrong on the one hand. But then on the other hand, he also says that at the bottom, there is no good or evil, everything's blind, pitiless indifference in the universe. So there's there's no objective standard for mm. right and wrong. It's it's whatever human beings invent. Now, I mean, tell me, are you guys, are you familiar with this, uh, the, the 70s British sitcom called Faulty Towers? A little bit. Okay, John Cleese as Basil Faulty, a really a silly hotelier who got into trouble. Yeah. And one of the things, he was so frustrated, he actually beat his car because it wouldn't start. <laughs> And then Dawkins wrote an article about this, and he mm. said, well, why were we laughing at Basil beating his car? Uh, but we don't laugh at a judge who punishes criminals because, he says, uh, why vent visceral hatred on child murderers or thuggish vandals when we should simply regard them as faulty units and need fixing replacing mm. like a car, is he? So that's what he says. Yeah. And presumably, he says, because mental constructs like blame and responsibility, even evil and good are built into our brains by millennia of Darwinian evolution. So mm-hmm. he, he says this, that good and evil are just illusions that a natural selection right. has built into our brains, but have no objective reality outside of that. So he yeah. says, so this is Richard Dawkins, a leading uh, misotheist in the world, probably. Yeah. And uh, Michael Ruse, another leading evolutionary mm-hmm. philosopher, says, in essence, that morality is truly just an illusion. You know, it's it's something foisted on us by natural selection and that sort of thing. So, Which, mind you, presumably Adolf Hitler is a result of natural selection, too. So mm-hmm. why is he wrong and, um, say, Mother Teresa right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a gaping inconsistency here where, on the one hand, they're trying to affirm that there really are right and wrong things in the world, like when they... When they themselves are, when something evil is committed against them or when they see injustice in the world, mm-hmm. they think, oh, th- this is wrong, but how can that be in their own atheist yeah, system? They have to hijack a Christian belief system to try to attack Christianity. They can't do it from their own belief system. Well, you got William Provine, who's another, he's, he's uh, an atheist. Well, he's not anymore. He's dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, again, Provine, like Dawkins, uses evolution to push atheism, but he said the oh, what Darwinism Darwinism mean is no God, but also no ultimate foundation for ethics, which means there's no ultimate right or wrong. Mm. He says so. Yeah. And no ultimate meaning in life. So you wonder why he even bother getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and he said no free will for humans either, which means he couldn't help saying that. <laughs> so really, John, this goes back to uh, the basic idea of the uh, difference in worldview. We mm-hmm. have the, the Christian worldview on the one hand that positively affirms that there is a God. Yeah. And atheism by the historical definition that affirms that 
no God exists. And, and this leads to a lot of other differences in our worldview. Oh, but does it come down? Did things make themselves or do they need a maker? That's basically what it down to. The atheists believe that things made themselves, basically, or came into being without any cause whatsoever. Yeah. And so ultimately, this attempt to sort of redefine atheism fails, and atheism itself fails to be consistent with the evidence that's all around us. As Romans 1 talks about, mm. we, we have no excuse not to believe that there's a creator because God has given every person proof in the mm. things that have been made. Yeah. All right. Well, for those watching, uh, thank you if you've made it this far. And we, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, we hope that you'll share it on your social media pages. There's lots more information on creation.com. If you want to check out the links below to related articles and many other topics that can be found there. And we hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for watching. Oh,